This is a really complicated file. It starts with the initiative, well, initiative, if we want to call it that, but a policy in several provincial governments where if a child comes out of the closet, if a child wants to identify by another name, use different pronouns, if they tell anybody at school about that, then the school has to tell the parents. So there's a lawsuit against that to prove that it's unconstitutional. But yesterday there was a ruling on whether or not there should be an injunction in Saskatchewan. So between now and a court ruling, this policy is not enacted. So no kid gets outed to their parents between now and whatever day the judgment comes back. Uh, yesterday, a judge said, yeah, you can have the injunction. And then the premier of Saskatchewan said, now nah, we're going to invoke the notwithstanding clause. The guy who won a case in the morning and then got overruled by a premier in the afternoon is Adam Goldenberg, a Toronto-based lawyer and a guy who's familiar to the listeners here as one of our pundits from time to time. Adam, uh, good morning. Good morning, John. Nice to be with you. Congratulations on winning the case. Was it a surprise to you that the, I mean, this has to be the first time that the notwithstanding clause is going to be invoked against an injunction. I actually don't know if that's true or not. It certainly is unusual that the government has said the court hasn't ruled yet on whether this policy is unconstitutional, but we don't care. We're going to introduce legislation that says even if this law violates the charter rights of children, we are enacting it anyway. So that is a shocking development, whether it's especially unusual because it comes before the court has even ruled on the constitutionality of the policy. I don't know, but it's it's extremely disappointing and surprising that before it has even made its case in court on the constitutionality of the policy, the government has received a ruling from the court saying, we've looked at the evidence, including expert evidence, and concluded that this policy will cause irreparable harm. That's what you need to establish to get an injunction, irreparable harm to a small number of especially vulnerable young people. Even though the court made that finding on the basis of evidence, the government now says, we don't care. We're going to pass a law that inflicts that harm intentionally, that harms kids on purpose, despite their charter rights. And we're going to use this extraordinary power in the Constitution to do it. That certainly is unprecedented. So does this nullify the case you were preparing to argue, or does that do arguments go ahead? No, nothing is nullified. The case goes ahead. We've got filing deadlines next week. We've got court time booked in October for cross-examinations. We've got arguments scheduled in November. None of that has changed. And as of today, importantly, in Saskatchewan, if a student below the age of 18, excuse me, below the age of 16, comes out to a trusted adult at school, a teacher, a counselor, a coach, and says, this is who I am, and I want these pronouns to be how you refer to me, and I need help figuring this out. I'm going to tell my parents that I need to figure out how to do that. That teacher, that coach, that counselor, that counselor, like school, the school nurse, for heaven's sakes, doesn't have to disrespect that student by misgendering them, by invalidating their identity. That no longer has to happen in Saskatchewan today because of yesterday's ruling, and nothing that the premier said yesterday changes that. The case goes ahead until such time as the court decides there's some reason for it not to go ahead. And as long as the policy remains on the books, which it does, there is no question that the case will will proceed. Okay, so explain the mechanism, I guess, not the legality, but why you're arguing this case and why you think this is a bad policy. Because I think a lot of people 
get all roiled up about this because they're good parents and they have a good relationship with their kids. So it, it completely seems astonishing to them that their kid would be allowed to keep a secret from them. But this is about possibly parents who don't have a good relationship with their kids. Totally. And I don't think you will find a single person on our legal team, at our client, among any of our experts who would disagree that the very best thing a gender diverse kid can have, the very best thing for a kid who comes out as trans or non-binary is supportive parents. They are the difference maker. And if you have supportive parents at home, there is no amount of supportive teachers or coaches or counselors that can even come close to the benefit of having those supportive parents involved in your upbringing as a child. But just as you said, John, we're not talking about the supportive parents here. We're talking about the minority of parents who aren't supportive. The parents who, at those big protests last week, were encouraging their kids to stomp up and down on pride flags or go or give their kids microphones to say that gay people are perverted or psychopaths. You probably saw some of those videos on the news or on social media. If there are kids who grow up in households where parents are intolerant, where parents are not accepting, it can be extremely dangerous for those parents to know about their kids' gender identity, certainly before those kids have had an opportunity to establish a network of supportive adults who can keep them safe. And even if a kid does have supportive parents, it's important that the child under the age of 16, we can be talking about 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds here, have the autonomy and the dignity and the privacy to decide when and how and to whom they come out. Look, I'm a gay person. When I came out, I did not come out to my parents first. Coming out to your parents is one of the scariest things that any LGBTQ2S plus person can do because you know how much they love you and you love them. And so to tell them something so intimate and personal about yourself that you know will change how they think about you consciously or subconsciously is terrifying. And to deal with that as a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old without having access to supportive adults at school who can help you do that, who can help you come out on your own terms and on your own timing is an incredibly harmful thing for the government, for the state to inflict on a young person. When a person comes out to whom and how has to be that young person's own choice, not the government's choice. And so because that policy in Saskatchewan takes this decision, this deeply personal decision, out of the hands of gender diverse young people and places it in the hands of government employees, it's unconstitutional. Well, good luck with the case. Thanks, Adam. Good to talk with you. Thanks, John. Always a pleasure. Adam Goldenberg is a Toronto-based uh, lawyer who specializes in charter law.